those who do have the Bible, you can turn to the Gospel of John, third chapter. We'll beginning at verse 16. And as you turn there, you uh, probably are very familiar with John 3.16. Uh, even those who may not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior are familiar uh, with this. You see it in sporting events and different places. They'll have 3.16 up, just 3.16 up on index cards. And sometimes they may say their favorite player there because they're acting like this player is a, a, a savior to their team. But yet, 316 means nothing just on those index cards. But John 316 means everything. And as we look at this text, I want you to think, how do you show your love? How was your spouse, your children, your siblings, your best friend will say that you love them? Would, would they say that my friend loves me because they said so? Or would they say, my friend loves me because when I was sick, they brought chicken soup to my house and crackers and made sure I was all right. I know my friend loves me that when it was raining outside and it was cold outside, they helped me change my tire. I, I know my friend loves me that they stayed with me five hours in the emergency room just for me waiting just to see the doctor. They stayed that time. I, I know. Because you can define someone's love by how they act. Same situation is this, that in our world, we use love as it's a bargaining chip. If you love me, then you will. If you love me, you will be patient with me. If you love me, you will go and take the trash out. If you love me, you would have been home last night. If you love me, you would take me out more often. We will put this love thing on a condition or we will use love as it's re something reciprocal. That only I will love you because you love me. It has to be mutual. It has to be a, a common and emotion. But when we look at the text in John third chapter, verse 16. It does not state that this love is a mutual impact. It does not say it's a bargaining chip. It just simply expresses how God loves. When you look in the Greek in the text, the word that it starts out with autus, and it's starting out basically is saying in this way. In this way, God loved the world. It's saying God loved the world in this way. How did he love the world? It said he gave. We've seen the way God loves is that he gives. So the way we should love, we should give. It does not say that my love is defined by what you have done for me, but my love is defined by what I have done for you. The Bible clearly says how crooks and enemies love one another. You know, a thief can love another thief. Enemies can be good to other enemies. But Jesus said, I want you to go beyond that. I want you to love your enemies. Pray for those who curse you. Bless and curse not. We see God has set the example of what love is. But we have allowed the world to define what love is. We bring, some, we bring it down to something very low in the very beginning. That only because you do something for me, I love you. But we're seeing here, God said, I love you, so I would do something for you. The gift of love. Look at this text. Reading from the King James Version says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light. You see that there? Because their deeds were evil. Look at verse 20. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds might be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. I I want you to really think about how do you show your love and realize how God shows his love. We read in the Bible, says that, that God is love. It does not say love is God. It says God is love because God defines love, not the other way around. Love does not define God because I could say I love pizza, but I don't love pizza if it's bad pizza. But when God says he loves me, he loves me as I'm bad and I'm good because it's amazing. How do I know God loves me as I am bad and as I am good? Well, we clearly see in John 3, it says, for God so loved the world. This world, this, this world, this means this universe, these people, mankind, in this way, God loved the world. How did he love the world? I'm glad you asked this question because Nicodemus asked this question. So Jesus had to take the time to break it down to him. This is how God loves the world that he gave. The purpose of his love was to give. His love is defined by his giving. His love is defined by his giving. His love is defined by his giving. What did he give? His only. Begotten son. And I want you to really grab here. He's the only begotten son. He is unique. He is different than everyone. Because we call ourselves children of God, but there's only one that has been begotten. There's only one that came from the Father. That was Jesus. Jesus came. And then it says that he came that whosoever might believe him, whoever might believe him shall not perish but have. Everlasting life. You see, God so loved the world in this way. He loved the world that he just said, I don't want you to perish, but I want you to have everlasting life. I can say how I know my mother and my father love me. I can say my mother and my father love Samuel Thomas Durant in this way that they gave all of their life savings to send him to school. To make sure he can have a future for himself. They could have said, son, because you're going to flunk a class, I'm not going to pay for your education. Nope. Many times I done got, I had bad grades. They still sent money to the school to make sure their son could have an education. I found out after I graduated how much money they had to put up for me. I was going there for free because I didn't know how much it cost for tuition. Lo and behold, when I graduated, I done looked and saw how much Hampton charged for people to come for one semester. I said, my parents sent me there for how many? And not only me, I can say for my parents love their children in this way. They sent them to school, provided nourishment, provided them a car, and so that they could have a better life. In the same way, we can look at our God. God so loved me that he gave everything that he had so I can have a better life. That's what love is. Love is giving what you have in order to better somebody else. 
You give what you have to someone who does not have in order so that they can have. And you don't give just for them to make you look good. You give because you want them to look good. Because God looks good all by himself. God did not need our help to make him look glorious. He is glory all by himself. But God says, since I love you in this way, I'm going to give you the very best. What's the very best you can give, God? I give me. So what's the very best you can give in love? Give yourself. What is more priceless than life? We, we were celebrating Christmas and, 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 a, and a gift came up that wasn't purchased. And, and someone says, am I not worth it? And the reply is, you are worth it, but the gift's not. Because sometimes we can, when we, you know, they said it in joking, but the point is that oftentimes we know how much you are worth, but some things aren't as worth as much as your life. But yet God says, my life is worth yours. Do you understand how precious you really are? Tell somebody I'm precious. Tell somebody I'm precious. You are so precious that God loved you in this way. He gave everything that he had to save you. Think about what's precious in your house. You do what you can to save it. Think about what's precious in your life. You do what you can to preserve it when it's precious to you, when it means something to you. Some of you might still have that, that car from mama or, or maybe your, your graduation diploma or you might have your first birthday card or you might have your children's baby uh, shoes when they took their first steps in bronze or in gold or whatever you did with it. You just kept them because they're precious to you. To somebody else it's garbage, but to you it's precious. It's worth saving. Somebody looks at you and probably think you're worthless. But God looked at you and said, you're worth saving. Somebody came to you and probably said, you're ugly. But God said that you looked at you and said, you're very good. Somebody came to you and probably said, you'll never be nothing in all your life. And God said, I've come to give you eternal life. You see how much you are worth because God loves you in such a way that his gift of love is that he gives his very best. And since he's given a gift, he's given us a gift, then have you received this gift? Because it says that he gave his son, but it says whoever might believe in him. It means there's a possibility you can't refuse him. People want to blame hell, but hell is your choice. I might got some people upset, but I'm going to break it down to you. Does it not say in the text that who has not accepted and believed in the name of the only son of the father have rejected and have been judged already? Because when you have decided I will not accept this gift, I am accepting hell. I want to drive that home because we live in a world where we can push away evil like evil does not exist. That we'll act as what what we can do is okay. How we have so much that that I was talking to my father about in this Newsweek article talking about how the, the gay gospel. And my father and I both came to the conclusion that this person does not know anything about the Bible that wrote that article. In, in, in the standpoint that we have found a way that we will reject what we want to reject and accept what we want to accept. But clearly and daily what we are doing is that we, those who want to accept what is not of God is living in the darkness. And, and woe to those who live in the darkness because it says it hates <laughs> the light. Why? Why? To those who live in darkness, those who love the darkness, hate the light because the light will expose their words. How much more can you find out what is a crooked line by using a straight ruler? 
How much more can you tell what a, 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 an official $100 bill is unless you compare it to what is fake? I, when I worked in, the, in my former job, we had to verify people's passports and, and, their, and their immigration documents, but we had to compare to the real, the authentic, to see if it was fake. We had to compare real social security cards to what was fake in order to make sure what we had was authentic. People got mad and it's going to took us some time to verify what is right. But yet we had to take the time. How often do you take the time to check yourself to see do you reflect the light? To take the time to see do you have some counterfeit in you? To take the time to see where you might be false, where you might be wrong, and how you can learn to be right. Because when you see what is wrong, you should be able to be like the light and able to expose it and remove it. Think about it. When you turn the lights on, do you look for the dark? Because you turn the light on to what? To take away the darkness. You can't live in the light and look for the darkness. That's backwards. That's why you're in the light. Same situation when those who live in the darkness do not want to come to the light. How much harder it is for you to be wrong and live wrong and not hear, I don't want to be right. You see, and look at the, the purpose of his love. And I want you to grab something else in this text. Look at it says. For God, he, he, sent, he sent them that we might not perish but have everlasting life. And then look at verse 17. It says, says, God did not send the son to judge the world but to save the world. I want you to realize the power of his love. The purpose of his love is that he gave his son. The power of his love is that you can be saved by his love. I want you to grab here. Jesus is going to judge, but he did not come at this time to judge. In the book of Revelation, you find there's a time for judgment, but this time is his time for salvation. I want you to understand that God could have said, you know what? I love you, but I got to judge you. He said, I'm going to send my son to condemn all of y'all, but no, but no, no, no. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We can find in the Old Testament, the word of God says that he delights to show his mercy, rather his wrath. We can see in different songs how God separates our sins as far as from the east is from the west. We can see how God is into restoring and rebuilding, how he'd rather see us with him than away from us. And that's the beauty of seeing his, his, the power of his love, that he is right to judge us and put us in punishment. But he says, since I love you, I'm going to give you what you don't deserve. That's what love is. That, that's why it's so hard to love somebody. Because when you love somebody, you open yourself up to get hurt. Everybody's scared to, 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 to fall in love, but they want to be in love. Because when you love somebody, you'll, you'll take the scars and the bruises that come along with it. You'll take the good and the bad. You'll do whatever needs to be done when you love somebody. That, that, that's why this, this whole marriage thing is under attack, because people have watered it down that they'll find a loophole. Whatever reason I have for a divorce, I'll use it. But yet we have to go back and attest to how God hates divorce. We have to go back and realize that God says what you, what you cleave and become one flesh. When you understand what love is, love is. And God compares not only love with marriage, but yet us, the body of believers, is the bride of Christ. 
I, I want you to think about that for a moment. God loves us as the bride. And I can think just for myself for a moment how unfaithful I've been. But yet, he desires to come and see me one day and invites me into the wedding feast. Do you understand what I'm saying here? That God loves us in such a way, in spite of ourselves, he wants us still to have a better life. He's waiting for us to change and to accept him. The choice is yours. Whoever believes in him. So the possibility of rejecting him is there. But also the possibility of salvation is also there. And that's the problem sometimes we have when we witness the people that we get upset that they reject us. But they did not reject you. They rejected God. But still do your job in telling them that Jesus is the answer. Still do your job in telling them that Jesus is the Son of God. Still do your job. God will do his. His word still remains the same. And then look, not at the purpose of his love, the powers of the, at the production of his love. The production of his love is that I will do better and I will live better because I know better. I, I, I won't live in the darkness. You see that there? Verse 18, and he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he have not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. Why? Verse 19, and this is the condemnation. Here's the judgment. That light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds were evil. See, the product of darkness is evil works. But the product of the light, for everyone that, ha- that doeth evil hateth the light, neither come to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. See, the product of light is that you do what is right for God. You do it in God. But the product of hate is living in darkness and doing deeds you do not want to be exposed. Doing things you rather nobody know about. Doing things you wish you didn't know you did yourself. Things you deny you've done yourself. But when you live in the light, you want it to be seen. You want it to be known. You're not ashamed to stand up and let everybody know that in Christ I've done this. The product of the light is that I learn how to love as God loves. I, I learn to forgive as God forgives. I learn to be faithful as God is faithful. I, I learn to be a father. I learn to be a mother. I learn to be a husband. I learn to be a wife. I learn to be a chaste single. I learn to be an obedient child because I've seen the love of Christ in my life. Because when you believe in him, you shall be saved. What does that mean? That means you believe that Jesus truly is the son of God and that he is setting the principle of how you should live your life. When you believe in the Son, you can look through John and see the I am's. I am the good shepherd. I am the light. I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's so many more I am's in. There's over eight I am's when, when Jesus is speaking of who he is. And when you believe in him, you have peace. You have life. He says, I am the, the bread. You have food. I am the living water. You have water. You see, when you know Jesus, you see him, he is are everything. Isn't it amazing this gift of love? And we see this gift of love that Jesus says, I love you in this way, that I am the light. And it says the light has come into the world. So what does that mean? That means the world is dark without him. Our lives are dark without Jesus. Without the light of the world, we're living in darkness. 
And therefore, we need the light so we can see the evil in our ways. I, 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 need, I needed the word of God to help me stop from lying and cursing. Because without the word of God shining light on my life, I realized that I, I, I was doing wrong. It hit me hard when I started reading James, the third chapter, and it said, out of the, out of the same mouth, blessing and curses should not flow. And I said, wait a minute, Lord. That's my mouth. Blessings and curses are coming out. I need to switch this up. I want to be more like you. Then the word of God got on me about hating because there's times that I, I, I would hate my, my brothers and my sisters because they would just do stuff that got on my nerves. But then the word of God would say, how can you love me who you don't see but hate your brothers who you do see? And I said, wait a minute. I, I, I love you, God. I just, they get on my nerves. And then you're going to say, uh, when you hate them, you have already committed murder. I'm not a murderer. But the word will pierce me in such a way. That I had to remind myself, Lord, I don't want to be a murderer. Lord, I don't want to be a lie and say the truth is not in me. I want to love you and love my brothers and my sisters. I, I want to forgive them, Lord, just as I want you to forgive me. Father, I, I, I want to show this love thing that you showed to me, God. I want to be your child. It took me to understand the gift of love to, for, in order for me to show love. The same situation is about you. Have you received this gift of love? Have you accepted in? So when you accept this gift, then you use this gift of letting Jesus come in. Jesus says, lo, I am knocking at the door, seeking to come in. Jesus desires to be with us. That's love. That someone wants to be with you. How's that that song? Talk about I'm, I'm I'm not too proud to beg. I'm crying and weeping outside the door because why? This person decided no matter what I'm going through, I'm too proud to beg. I want to be with you. I love you that much. Our Jesus is willing to stand and knock at your door waiting for you to let him in. I want you to picture this. This is God who created everything. This is God that Makes the sun rise. He created the earth. He owns the cattle on a thousand of here. God himself that knows all things desires to be with you. Tell somebody, that's love. Because you, you, you should know how evil you can be. You should know how wicked you can be. But yet, our God who is not evil, our, our God who is all righteous, all by himself, says, you know what? I want to be with you. I love you in this way that I will send the Son, the only begotten Son. I will send the light. I will send the Lion of Judah. I will send my Son. You are calling me Manuel. Joseph would name him Jesus, the Son of David, my Son. He's going to come down here to show you the way. Because I realize you're living in darkness and you're hoping to see the light. And here comes the light. Don't be like everybody else and reject the light, but receive the light. Go ahead. As you, when you receive the light, you come towards the light. And as you come towards the light, you start seeing some changes in your life. But when you're in the darkness, you're staying the same. When you're in the darkness, you're not able to grow. We as human creatures, we need light. We need light. Light makes our food to grow. Light gives us life. It's amazing how when you see the sunlight after a cloudy day, how you feel just a little bit better. It's amazing that when the sun shines on your face, you want to just take it in just a little bit longer. 
Kids got to just right while the sun's still up. They want to stay outside all day. My mom will call me in to eat just because I want to stay out in the sun. Sun, come in here. No, mama, the sun's still up. I want to play a little bit longer. Mama say, you got to come in when the sun comes down. All right, mama, but when the sun comes down, I still want to play because the street lights are still on. Long as I had light, I could play. I wanted to play. But lo and behold, though, when the lights went out, Sam was scared of the dark. Why was I scared of the dark? Because I didn't see what was in my room. Things go bump in the night. Things make some crazy sounds when the lights are off. Sam used to watch Count Dracula and Freddy Krueger movies, and so when the lights go out, he, he saw some strange things in the shadows. But yet, when my mom and my dad would read me a book and place me in the bed, they would turn off my light, but leave the door cracked just a little bit so I could see some light coming into my dark room. And as long as I saw the light, I knew I would be all right. Can you understand how in this dark world <laughs> we needed just a little bit of light just to shine right on in to let you know that you yes you're living in a dark world but there is a light but it's not just a light I believe the Bible says the light how God sent the light into the world and the light did not come to condemn the world but to save the world so as long as you can see the light you have been saved and what am i saying here that means you believe that jesus all by himself became sin and died on the cross for your sins and they buried him in the grave but three days later he got up with all power in his hands and now he is seated at the right hand of the father why he's at the right hand of the father he's talking on our behalf the word we see is interceding on our behalf tell the father forgive them for they know not what they do aren't you glad that there's a light in this dark world to give you a sign of hope when things aren't going your way. Knowing that there's a God that can make a way. There's a God that can turn your cloudy days into sunny days. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but one of these days, uh, the light is going to shine again. Uh, the trumpet's going to sound, uh, and glory's going to come on a cloud. Uh, and this, this mortal body will put on immortality. This corruptible body will put on incorruption. Why will all this happen? Because God loved me. In this way, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever is it you that believes in him shall not perish, shall not be judged, shall not be condemned to be destroyed and imperiled, but will have everlasting life. But will have life of God and Christ forever. The gift of love has been given. Have you received it? And if you have not received, this can be that gift you just haven't unwrapped yet under the Christmas tree. And you can unwrap it today. Say, Lord, I believe in this gift. I receive this gift. I love this gift. And since you love me in this way, God, 
I'm going to show my love back to you in this way. You gave me your best. From this day forward, Lord, I will give you my best. You can give God a gift of love just as he has given you. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Right now, someone here who has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, you just heard of the most beautiful gift that God has given you. He gave you his son to die on the cross for your sins. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died on the cross for your sins, you shall be saved. And we just want to lead you in this confession and lead you in and disciple you and help you grow to be the child of God he's called you to be. It's still every head bowed, every eyes closed. That's you. We want to lead you in this prayer saying, Dear Lord, I do believe that Jesus is the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins. And God, I receive Jesus into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. So every head bowed and every eyes closed. This is your first time believing Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Raise your hand. No one's looking but me if that's you. Is this your first time believing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? God bless you. God bless you. Father, Lord, we come to you and pray, God, just thanking you for the great gift of love you've given us in your Son, our Redeemer, our Lord, our Savior. And Father, Lord, we want to worship you. We want to magnify you in every day of our lives. That every day, Lord, we give our lives back to you. And we honor you, Lord. And we glorify you. We pray, Lord, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts, Lord, be pleasing and acceptable in your eyesight. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Let the church say amen. 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 May we stand.